You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M and Yikes. I don't even really want to talk about it, if you're being completely honest, because of that was not a great showing in the first round of the SEC tournament. Texas A&M season is officially over, and we're going to break down all that and much, much more. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go visit rockauto.com and type in Locked on on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. For all you listeners joining us over from Tigna, just a quick little house introduction, just like everyone else I do. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the repertoire. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LLP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Alright, so, yikes. Uh, (laughs) I don't even really want to talk about it. Texas A&M basketball. I mean, it's an anomaly in itself because of what we saw on Wednesday night. I mean, that's the only way I can really put it because A&M missed over a month of action. They had all these games canceled. They didn't really, weren't able to practice. They weren't able to do a lot of things. But that very first game against Mississippi State, they came out at Reed Arena and it showed we have potential. We're not going to miss a beat. And even though we are someone who definitely has its flaws, we'll keep holding on. We'll keep fighting back. We'll keep showing you why we deserve your recognition. And the close of the year were two losses. I mean, Mississippi State was a close one that I thought maybe they could have won. Arkansas was really, really good until the very end of the game. And you look at that and you go, okay, I'm not saying they can make a deep run in the postseason for the SEC tournament, but maybe, just maybe, they can get past Vanderbilt. Maybe they could get past Florida. And if they f- play Alabama... They're going to be able to hopefully give them at least a run for their money. Yeah, that didn't happen. That 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 did not happen even a little bit in the opening round. Against the Vanderbilt Commodores, Texas A&M started off slow and things only got slower. Uh, the Aggies never led more than after grabbing a 4-2 lead in the entire game. Uh, after that, they uh, were down by double digits at halftime. A&M was able to pull back. Uh, a couple occasions, I think they were down at the lowest by three. But the Commodores led for 36 of the 40 minutes on Wednesday, despite a 13-0 run to tie the game at 45 with 12 minutes to go. The Commodores were able to seize the moment and the momentum, going on an 8-1 run of their own to take a nine-point lead. One of the biggest problems, again, was AM relied on their zone defense instead of man defense to really step up and play the game. That led to a 10-point lead at halftime for the team as they knocked down seven first-half threes. They also shot 50% of the field in the first half. Texas A&M struggled and only shot 31% 
Uh, Vanderbilt's 14 missed shots. The Commodores collected 7 offensive rebounds and turned that into 10 second chance points. The biggest storyline of all, though, has got to be Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah, Scotty Pippen Jr. My bad. I, I thought everyone kind of knew that his son played on Vanderbilt, but if you didn't know, now you know. Scotty Pippen Jr. struggled to shoot the ball throughout the entire first half, but the freshman guard gave all types of problems for the Aggies in the second. He finished with 22 points of his own, six assists to go along with four offensive rebounds. He also lived at the free throw line, going 15 of 15 for the charity stripe. The freshman guard also got a lot of help from DJ Harvey, who finished with 17 points of his own and five rebounds on the night. The biggest storyline I think you could take away from this is AM might lose their most important player if scouts believe he can make an impact at the next level, and that's Emmanuel Miller. It has been a very frustrating season for AM, but the biggest bright spot has got to be Miller in his sophomore campaign. Fresh off of being named the SEC Player of the Week, Miller once again had a strong outing, delivering 22 points and 9 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds. Hassan Diaria closed out the year uh, with a strong finish as well, with 10 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. Outside of that, the Aggies really struggled. They did not have a big-time game from anyone. Andre Gordon didn't have a good game. Quentin Jackson didn't have a good game. J.J. Chandler didn't have a good game. Savion Flag struggled. All these guys who potentially are coming back next year struggled. But the Aggies finished the year off with an 8-10 record, 2-8 in SEC play. It comes to an end. They will not have a chance to go to any bowl, uh, any tournament, any type of game. Their season's done. It has been a 12 disappointing months for this team. And Buzz Williams kind of decided, you know, last night about how it's a refresh. It's a reboot. This is not a team that's going to come in and get to work on what they, you know, did wrong on the year. They're going to sit down, take some time to adjust, and realize what they can do for the future. We've got to do better. We've got to take a couple of weeks off, kind of let these guys go through a process and get through this emotionally, get caught up on everything that maybe they're lacking over the past month. And with all that's happened, then we go back and we get to work. We've got to diagnose every part of our program because Texas A&M deserves better. We are going to do better. And despite the pandemic, everybody has had the opportunity just like we have and we didn't do enough. One of the biggest things is going to be in recruiting the office and of course in the background of the weight room. Williams says that the Aggies will evaluate all areas to make this process in a better, I would say a better direction after what 100% seems to be a very frustrating time. We need to get back to work. Get back to work on what we know we're not good enough at and how we can get better. Whether that's in the office, whether that's on the floor, whether that's in recruiting. I like what we've done, but I don't think that if I have been honest, we're at the point where I wanted to be, but we start taking steps on that mountain that we have to climb. We can't put our hiking boots on or our climbing boots on right now, but we're going to have to put them on every morning early and start making the steps in the right direction. Biggest thing is you're going to have to build around Emmanuel Miller. Hopefully he stays. I, I don't think he'll do a transfer. I think because of, you know, how the season unfolded, he's going to definitely be the leading guy, but you got to build around him. 
I think the number two thing is you got to decide, is Andre Gordon going to be a full-time starter? Or is he just going to be a bench player? You know, Gordon was, in my opinion, the most enticing freshman when Buzz Williams came in initially. Now, Miller became that superstar alongside Josh Nebo in 2020 before the season came to an end. But you have to decide, what is Andre Gordon's role? Is he going to be potentially a you know big-time name, or is he going to be someone who is not regarded as anything more than just a mixed player. The Aggies are going to lose four seniors, but they do have a strong 2021 class uh, with shooting guard Manny Obasake and four-star point guard Wade Taylor. They also added UConn transfer Javante Brown-Ferguson. While Williams is excited about what this class has to come, he was quick to point out on the uh, bo- on the bonuses is everyone in the program has to improve. It's not just in recruiting. We need to continue to find ways to better our roster. We need to continue to find ways of how we're teaching and coaching better. We need to find ways in every category of running a high major program, how we can be better regardless of the year. I think we had a really good last January and February and how we closed down the season. And then to describe it as all that has transpired, we lost all that momentum. Then we have to gain the momentum back in all those categories. It was just one thing after another, most of which we could not control. So I told the kids after the game in the locker room, take a couple weeks off and then get back to work. I think that I have already said that. I think that we have some momentum from recruiting, but we need to get better because of the same path we're on has to get better. Plain and simple. I mean, I'm not going to go much further into this. A&M had a long season. That was mixed with the reviews of decent play when they played. And a lot of times they just did not play. I mean, there was a month I did not have a show planned. There was a month I did not have a show planned because of, unfortunately, how do you plan when there's nothing to talk about? I mean, A&M didn't have a basketball game. What are you supposed to talk about with that? So it's a lost season. I feel for these guys who, if the NCAA does not give the waiver eligibility to come back for next season, this is how their last year at A&M is remembered. But again, I really hope that they get this shot because it was truly, undeniably, a lost season for everyone involved. You know what really grinds my gears? Actually, I don't really know. I got to go look in my car. But what I can tell you is that when I go take it into the shop, I can definitely do some minor things to my own car. Unfortunately, due to the process of me having to go into the shop, get the part, and have them install it, and then pay a service fee and a shipping fee, why am I the one paying when I can do it myself? Now, I don't have to worry about all that. When I go use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online family business service that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from engine modules to brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So whether it's your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low as the same price for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend twice as much money for the same part that you could get in just a matter of seconds? Go visit rockauto.com right now and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. So, this episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making ways by bringing more confidence to the bedroom because it's a unique online service that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's chewable and it costs a fraction of the price. 
Bluetooth tablets combat all forms of ED and can help main gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. It's an online prescription service, so there's no doctor visit, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy because it's shipped to your door in a discreet package. So not even your neighbors will know what's going on with it. The process is simple. Sign up for BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online. We have a special deal for our listeners just today. When you go on to BlueChew.com, type in the promo code Locked On and just pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's BlueChew.com to get your very first month of BlueChew for free when you sign up. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring our podcast. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, you want to make some money in this upcoming offseason? If so, why not listen to the brand new show Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Paramount Sports Lee Sterling. Lee and Q break down all the best lines, the best bets, and the best deals for you to walk away with a little extra cash every single day. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast listing systems. All right, so basketball is over. I mean, I'm just going to be completely honest. There's not going to be a lot to talk about with basketball because of there really is nothing left to say. So instead, let's turn our attention to the diamond. And once again, Texas A&M is off to a really good start. You know when you were in little grade school, like 6th, 7th grade, and you were playing baseball and your team just was clobbering the other opponent's team and nobody really wanted to be there anymore, so they just said, oh, run rule, game over, we're done. You know, we're not going to play the last two innings. We're, we're done. You did it. Well, Preview A&M made the trip over to College Station, and that's exactly what happened on Wednesday night as the Aggies scored 22 runs to finish with a 22-2 victory over the Panthers. They scored multiple runs in every inning on route to their seventh consecutive victory. The game was called after seven innings as the two teams agreed the run rule prior to first pitch. Rob Childress, the manager, said uh, it was one of those nights where we did a lot of things right. And that's kind of true because the Maroon Wrights scored at least three runs in each of their first two innings before going immensely hard in the third inning. Will Frizzle began the scoring with a two-run homer in the first, his fifth of the year. Eight runs came across the plate before Prairie View A&M recorded an out in the bottom of the third. Smith opened up the frame with a moonshot to left field. Then Logan Britt hit a home run in the exact same inning to give his team the two-run variety. Britt finished 3-4 for on the day with two RBIs, a walk, and a double shy of hitting the cycle. 11 Aggies registered at least one hit on the night and picked up at least one RBI as 13 scored at least one run. The Aggies took advantage of getting hit six times and 13 walks on their way to overmatching the Panthers pitching staff. The massive lead allowed Childress to utilize nine players off of his bench, pretty much giving every single player a chance of making an impact on the game. One of those names was renowned freshman Kimball Schusler, who recorded his first collegiate hit in the fourth inning with a two-run double into left center field. Now starter Chris Weber faced the minimum over three innings before the Aggies turned to the bullpen, pretty much saving him for this upcoming weekend series. Will Johnson entered the game in the fourth and allowed Preview A&M's first run of the ball game. The Panthers then would score another in the sixth off of Wyatt Tucker. The seventh inning was split between Kobe Andrade and Gabe Craig, who worked a 1-2-3 frame. After the win Wednesday, Texas A&M now shifts its focus to the final non-conference series 
as they take on the Samford Bulldogs in Bryan College Station starting this Friday. First pitch will begin at 6.32 at Olsen Field at Bluebell Park. When you hit this consistently against batters, against pitching, against players, I look at this team and I see so much value overall on the pitching staff. It shows that when your pitching is matched very well and your bats are matched very well, you're able to keep the ball moving. And the one thing that I really like about this game is AM, I think, had nine or ten. Nine or, not nine or ten opportunities with runners in scoring position to drive in a run. Nine times out of the ten, or eight times out of the ten, there was one time they did not get in at least one run with runners in scoring position. Maybe that's because of, you know, Prairie View A&M is a lesser team. Maybe it's because of Prairie View A&M's pitching was rough. But to be able to go out and consistently put numbers and frames on the board and hit in situations that allow you and allow your team to have breathing room, that's a great opportunity. What's best of all is that by the fourth inning, you're able to start putting in players who probably will need time to adjust to college level. So they're not going to play right away. They're probably going to be around you know, for two, three years, but you want to see what their potential is, what their upside is, what they've learned as freshmen coming into a program. Because of anyone who knows, every once in a while, you have that 18-year-old phenom. I, I have a buddy, his name is Mitchell. He played at Baylor. Great, great, great friend of mine. But Mitchell tells me all the time about how when he was at Baylor, the pitching is the biggest difference you see. Because if you start seeing kids who have potential to be a Division I player versus a guy who has the potential to be a frontline starter in the MLB. I'm not saying that, you know, Prairie View A&M is going to have a ton of pitchers and a ton of players who are definitely going to make it into the MLB. What I am saying is that they have staff members on their team that can be effective enough to maybe earn their shot of building their way up through the minors. But more importantly, the SEC is loaded in talent that definitely will hear at least some of their names called in the MLB draft in June. Maybe not this year. Maybe it's going to be in 2022, maybe 2023. But you want these young players to get adjusted to college-level speed. As soon as you can get to that level, the rest comes natural comes natural when it comes to running the bases. It comes natural when to, you know, playing in shifts. It comes natural into where to hit, where to aim, when you're hitting, to drive in runs. But once you get that speed down, that is where everything kind of becomes natural. It all is based off of that moment alone. And in a game like this, where legitimately everyone gets to play, that's a really good start for AM. They have a shot to pretty much lose one game before conference schedules begin. And that one game will come to Auburn, but it won't count as a conference game. That's a really good start for a team that had so much potential last year and did nothing with it because of COVID-19. Texas A&M season might be over, but that does not mean that the NCAA season is over in the realm of basketball. Plus, with baseball returning and, of course, the NHL in full swing, BetOnline.ag has you covered for the fastest and easiest way to make your bets in the sporting action. BetOnline.ag even covers awards TV shows and reality TV, so if you're someone like me who enjoys The Bachelor... 
go ahead and make a bet online to see who is going to win at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag has you covered in all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. By now, I think it's safe to say that this episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by BuiltBar.com, where a protein bar meets a candy bar. And not only is Built Bar covered in 100% real chocolate, plus it's low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein, and high in fiber, but it's also amazingly delicious. The thing is, is that every single person has their own different flavor, their own type of flavor that they enjoy the most. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. And to do so, that comes from you, the fans of BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com or go onto social media at Built underscore Bar on Twitter to go vote for your favorite bar. I have the results in from Wednesday's option. And Salted Caramel, the one that I picked, is moving on over German Chocolate Cake. And I am a perfect 6 for 6 as White Chocolate Birthday Cake has defeated Mocha. Now time for Thursday's options. Can I go 8 for 8 this week? Can you go 8 for 8 this week? It's Caramel Brownie versus Cherry Barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake versus Carrot Cake with Walnuts. I actually really like the carrot cake because if I do like walnuts, I think it's a very great, delicious treat. But of course, I don't really know what Cherry Garcia is. And here's the best thing. I did not realize for a long time that Cherry Garcia was Cherry Barcia for Ben and Jerry's. So I got to go with Caramel Brownie. But it's not what I want to go with. It's what you want to go with. Go to BuiltBar.com and of course, make your selections. We will announce the winner on tomorrow's show going into the second round. And also remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20. Remember that's 2-0 for 20% off your next order. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. This year's Locked On Podcast Network will feature a live selection Sunday on March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out on the big NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College Football Networks of podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook today so you can watch Selection Sunday special live on March 14th. All right, so Texas A&M has some bit of news coming in. It's nothing to really worry about, I think, right now. But it definitely is news that is going to be brought up at some point. And that is that the spring game, the maroon and white game, has been pushed back because of some reasoning. Texas A&M head football coach Jimbo Fisher announced the changes of the spring football schedule. The Aggies will open spring drills on Monday, March 29th and will conclude on Saturday, April 24th. A&M hosts their pro day on March 30th, so it kind of gives those players, Kellen Mond, Buddy Johnson, Bobby Brown, all these guys an opportunity to really have more time with the fans, with the you know media, with, with the recruiting process, with everything that they need to worry about before the NFL draft on April 29th. Now, originally, the schedule was supposed to begin on March 19th with the spring game on April 17th. They have said that because of the upcoming plans with the NFL draft and how Pro Day landed later this year, it pushes everything back just a little bit. So that is why the spring game has been pushed back. I don't view it as because of COVID. I don't view it because of anything other than it fits better with how spring break works for AM. Because spring break for AM starts on the 19th, which means players would get back uh, 
the 29th. Yeah, they get back on the 29th. So you can't really start it when spring break and classes are out and not expect these players to want to have, I wouldn't want to say a vacation, but definitely just get away from, you know, the realm of football, clear their mind, clear their heads. Maybe go visit family, visit girlfriends, visit, uh, visit with people around the country. Just, just, just doing it at a safe location because COVID-19 still is going on. But I do think that these players will be trying to just relax a little bit and unwind. And of course, on top of all that, if they do go away, they need to have at least a day or so to come back and test for COVID-19 and make sure there's not a positive case in the vicinity. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, a prominent name of Texas A&M's star defense is stepping away from football. We're going to discuss all that and much, much more, what this could mean to Mike Elko's squad. We will see you tomorrow. And remember, give them y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.